Hey, folks, this is Brian Blessing. Hope you're enjoying the Hockey Betting Podcast. We have a couple chuckles. Try to get you a lot of winners. If you like what you're hearing, hit the subscribe button. Give us a review. Give us a rating. Most importantly, enjoy the hockey and keep coming back to the Hockey Betting Podcast. You're listening to the Hockey Betting Podcast, presented by BetChrisCanada.net. This is the Hockey Betting Preview for Wednesday, March 25th, and Thursday, March 26th, 2020. And now, live from Las Vegas, the host of the Hockey Betting Podcast, Brian Blessing. All right, gang, here we go. It's the Hockey Betting Podcast. Brian Blessing in Las Vegas. Ken Stewart, he's hanging out in Mississauga. And we're going to dive in today. We're going to focus on the Atlantic Division. We're dishing out grades here, having a couple of chuckles. I'll tell you, Cam, boy, we screwed the pooch, pal. I don't, I don't know how we do this because the 15 minutes we did before we went on the air were better than anything we could do now. I, oh, you know, we, I, I agree. We That's were recording thing, right? at the wrong time. Yeah, yeah. You and Mike should do a political CNN crossfire there with your takes. I'm just sitting here. To, don't worry about me. You guys can fight. I got, I got Trudeau, so you, I don't even have to worry about these stupid arguments. Joe Biden and everybody else. But anyway, we're going to stick to hockey. But no, I agree. No, but Aaron, it's the, Aaron, the, Aaron, the, no, you got all we can do. All we can do is giggle, man. All you can do is just like you are, <laughs> Buffalo and Kenesha. Away, boy. Uh, how you holding up, brother, man? <laughs> I got to be honest, Brian. It's uh, pretty crazy, you know, like uh, even my folks, uh, I was getting stuff for them and they're like, you know, now they're doing the old grocery uh, stuff online and my mom's frustrated, took her the whole damn day to do like $400 worth of groceries because she doesn't want to go out. And then if you're on the site too long, it cacks out. I told her, I go, everybody's on this stuff. Don't worry. I'll just wear gloves and, uh, you know, a thermal mask and I'll keep on getting you stuff. But it's been pretty weird in quarantine there, Brian. I'm trying to, you know, make the best of a bad situation here. And uh, I know there's been whispers about these sports uh, maybe coming back. And it's kind of weird. You know, we talked about it. Like they're playing, um, you know, a third string golf on these tours. And we talked about, I, you think, you know, if they sent people to the moon, there's a smarter way. But with the thing exponentially kind of going up, I don't really know what to do. But I'm just praying for a miracle, buddy, because uh, I, I really miss uh, – everything you know i miss doing the shows i miss uh the horse race and the hockey everything it's just a different world we're living in now buddy well the funny thing is you know me right i'm dumb but i ain't stupid and uh, are crazy ideas always necessarily crazy sometimes they're simplistic and i i've been saying this now for better part of 10 days bill foley uh the golden knights owner was on my hockey show uh last week i said it to him and like, what do I got to lose? Kelly McCrimmon, the Golden Knights general manager, was on my daily uh, hockey show in Vegas on Monday. I said it to him. Uh, like, I, I, listen, if there's light at the end of the tunnel, my, it was half joking but serious when I said, get all the teams, round them up, get them healthy. Are they all good to go? And sa- I said jokingly, send them to Greenland. You know, and play five <laughs> games a day in Greenland and, you know, get going. But the reality of it is, if there was light at the end of the tunnel, I, you know, and I don't, who knows what, what it's going to be like in Vegas, but if you used Vegas for argument's sake, in the, in our producer Mike was saying, hey, the NBA's talking about something. Well, duh. I mean, if you, you sent the entire league to a locale, 
And there are three viable rinks here in Vegas, for argument's sake. It's going to be a TV show anyway. There are going to be no fans when sports return. I can get one to nine shot. That's what's going to happen. And you've, you've got three rinks with TV cameras, and you play five games a day or four games a day at three different rinks. You could wrap up a regular season and at least or in, get on the road to you know life moving back, and these guys are all in one spot that's not a hot spot. And the big thing is they're not traveling, and traveling is like the big issue. It's an option to at least consider. I don't know what locale. I mean, wait, do you send them to Antarctica? I don't know. Is there a hockey rink in Antarctica? But there's a. If you put the everybody in one spot, it's possible to do it, isn't it? It is. It's. I, I think it's going to be a lot easier for basketballs. We talked about like. You could send them to a warehouse, Brian. You have people tested. You're not playing in front of everybody. That's easy. There's less guys on the team. Hockey, a little bit harder, but it shouldn't be that hard. Even with the, You're right, though. There's got to be one central location. Everybody gets tested, and then you move forward from that. But, you know, I, I guess they're just waiting to see. You can't screw around with something like this when you're watching the numbers, right? So they're just taking their due diligence, extra care. But, yeah, I, I got to believe maybe, you know, if, if the numbers can stay stationary, we're going to have some ideas like this. And I agree with you 100%. You have to bring it to one location. You test the people. And then from there, you know that they can't give it to everybody else. Everybody else is clean. And then you move forward from there. I, I agree with you 100%. The thing that shocks me is they're still playing golf. Like, I'm, I, I'm watching a third-tier uh, women's golf tournament. I get odds for that from the girls from the NCAA, yet the PGA Tour already canceled all this stuff. Me and you talked about it. This is the easiest thing. You cut down the fields to 80. You don't talk to your partner. You can get younger marshals if you want. You play the games. That's the thing that's shocking is some of the other sports. Uh, I think golf is something you can do. But Cam, anyway, marshals, you don't different. need – there's no fans. Yeah, there's nobody there. You're and, right. and, you find oh, your own ball. And, oh, by the way, this is a, this is a different podcast. I cannot wait – if that ever happened, even if it was only for a month or five weeks, I would drool over pro golfers playing an incredible venue with no fans because that if they hit a crummy shot, they're playing it from where you and me are playing it instead of exactly. it hits the gallery and oh, exactly. they didn't, it didn't cost them anything. Yeah, how many times do we watch? Oh, yeah, the guy me and Brian has, it hits off them, goes right into the fairway instead of the water or the rocks or the desert. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm exactly with you on that one, buddy. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> the glass is half full in my world, kiddo. Let me tell you something. <laughs> so, by, so, by the way, before we start, we're going to dive in. Uh you were you drank the noise and I could see you before we started. The face you made, the noise you made, you were drinking some hideous concoction. Yeah, you saw what the, the color what, too. What yeah. the hell? What were you drinking? Well, I, I made a, I, I, the thing is, I had coffee and I didn't realize I left the bottom of my uh, zinc uh, orange capital ca- in there. So I basically had a Folgers uh, Tang Parlay there. And I, yeah, it was pretty gross, man. It was, it was pretty gross. If it was ne- awful. If Neil Armstrong had <laughs> choked down a Tang Folgers combination, he'd have said, leave me on the moon. Exactly. No, it was disgusting, Brian. And you know me, I'll basically eat like asphalt. <laughs> You've seen me at a buffet. So yeah, if I'm grimacing, it's a, it's a, it's a bad case. <laughs> All right. You want to, we were giving out grades. What do you, uh, I like what we did the other day with the grades yep. thing. Me too. Uh, we did fun. the Metro. Let's, um, let's let them have it in the Atlantic. <laughs> uh, oh, we're going to let them have it, buddy. <laughs> Boston, A. Uh, if you want to say 
A plus, knock yourself out. You got you got a, a dynamic goaltending duo. You know when you say some teams, and it's funny, it's just them what they are. But based on an eighty-two game schedule, when you've got a combination like Rask and Halak, back-to-back games don't mean nearly as much to a team like the Bruins than seventy or eighty percent of the league that's got to throw the backup in, and you know is civ-like yeah no you said it boston year after year and the thing about these guys is it's just it's it's incredible to me some of their star players are actually guys who've been in the league a long time and you look at other teams brian this is the thing that i notice teams like chicago uh los angeles teams before that used to be in wars when they were good every year going deep boston's that team in the east they either go to the cup final they go deep and it's hard year after year when you're playing a physical sport like hockey to maintain the level that they do but they do and that's Boston, 100 points right now. You're eight up on Tampa Bay. Are you kidding me? I almost have to give them an A+. plus. We can't give a perfect report card, but almost every question right on Boston's test, you said it. Their goal differential plus 53. They roll out Halak when Tuka Rask isn't playing. Uh, that, that's fantastic for them. But they've been dealing with injuries too. Let's not forget, every team has in Boston had some blue liners out. Pasternak, as I said, has been a beast, and he's getting better all the time. Uh, just a team that you don't want to play because they're tough, uh, they're resilient. They well-coached. Everything about Boston, you, you give a check mark to the pro column. The Bruins are absolutely money, and uh, yeah, be careful. They could win the Stanley Cup this year. Isn't it amazing, too, Brian? They're 0-7 in shootouts this year. Think about that. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. that's um, seven points that they left, left off the table, and um, they got 100 points. If you can well, believe that, 0-7. They haven't won one, and, they're, and they got 100 those, points. So by the way, to them. they didn't win one with those goalies. Wow. Yeah. But but here I'll tell Just you this. Tell, well that 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 we don't need Lionel Hutz from the Simpsons our lawyer to tell you that's why the shootout's stupid too, right? We have two goalies of that magnitude, yet this team is 0-7 in shootouts. Play the three on three. We've talked about that before. But uh hey, when hockey moves forward in the next year, I, I know that they it would take longer to do it. But I'm thinking in a couple of years, Brian, it is gonna happen. I'd really like to see the shootout go the way of the ghost. It has to go. So hopefully this all comes back and I'll tell you this, they have no shot to win the Stanley Cup. They <laughs> None. They have no shot. No, they're 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 winning the president's trophy, and yep. that thing's plutonium. I mean, you just take a mallet to it. You, know, you ain't winning a cup if you're the president's trophy winner. You're not. I, I, you know what, though, Brian? I think it's different with Boston in comparison to Tampa Bay. I just think they're a team that can overcome something like that. I agree with you. Uh, evidence proves it. You win the president's trophy, you're, you're done in the playoffs. But just with the veterans that they have, I think it's a to- totally different vibe. And I think if one team can overcome something like that, it's the Boston Bruins. So. I'm not going to count them out. Even if they do win the president's uh, trophy, I still think they're a team that can go all the way. Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, I think I'll go with a a, a B plus. A, yeah, I'll give a B. It's just a straight B for me. You you, well, you start with the Lightning. Well, they're 43-21-6. And, and, and the reason I'd say B plus, the 82-game the thing, Cam, you know, it's just get in. You know, for starters, and we know everything they did, the historical push last year, and they were golfing after four games in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, the, the one, you know what? I, I kind of, what I like about them is what we hate about them. We've said it. They're borderline dirty, and they play with a defined physical edge. Uh, if healthy, you know, you've got a guy like, you know, Hedman out there playing 28, 29 minutes and weapons all over the place. Um, I think their MO is here. They come back with a sense of purpose, and I think they're going to be a mid-full when the playoffs get here. So in terms of positioning yourself, 
instead of killing yourself to win the division or the president's trophy, they're right where they need to be. Yeah, here's the thing, too. Uh, you beware of the team that was already bitten. And Tampa Bay understands what happened before. You know, we're the favorites. Columbus knocks us out in four straight. It's absolutely crazy. Now you're kind of thinking, I, I'm not going to say they have that choker mantra, but they have, uh, you know, lost in the past. And now you look at them and go, okay, now, you know, people think, you know, what, what are we going to do? We have these players on the team that haven't overachieved in the playoffs. They've underachieved. You said it, man. I'll tell you guys, and for all you hockey fans out there that listen to me and Blessing do the podcast, watch Tampa Bay games all the time. Kucherov, all these guys, Chernik on defense. This guy's one of the dirtiest players in the league. Uh, not only took out half of the Sabres when they went up to, to Finland at the start of the year, they do it all the games to get away with it because they're very, very good players and they do it smart and sneaky. But Tampa Bay, Vasilevsky's good. McElhaney, if they have to rely on him, has been a lot better. They've tightened up the defense recently, Brian, but I'll just tell you, there's just something about Tampa Bay. Uh, I've watched this team play, and when push comes to shove, I hate to say it, even though Tampa Bay has the stars in a, in a series, I still probably would take Boston due to the pedigree and just, how do I say this? The, the hard-nosed nature of Boston, the grit, the will. Tampa Bay has those players on the team. I know they want it, but if they were in the Eastern Final against the Boston Bruins, I'd probably bet on the Bruins. Tampa Bay has to show me and uh, they just get a B for me. They have too much talent on this team. They should be winning the Atlantic Division with the roster that they have. Boston is. So that's why, hey, I'm not, maybe I'm a harsh critic like the Russian judge, buddy. I got to give them a B, but, you know, beware of Tampa Bay. But I, I don't know, Brian. To me, I still think I'd put my money on Boston over them. All right. Now, you know, I, I, we really will defer oh, to you. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, you, you go. You, you, you go. You go. Uh, you okay. Go. Well, it's oh, your yeah. backyard, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Ah! Here, here we go. Ah! No, 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 come on. <laughs> D minus. No. For me? Are you saying what I'm going to say? No, F, F. No, C minus. C minus? Are you, were you nuts? These guys well, cheated on the test. You're going to give them a C minus? 81 points with that roster? Come on. Yeah, okay. I, 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 I was, You're was, being too nice, Brian. I don't know what I, happened to you. Well, You're actually like, I thought you were going to come out guns ablaze in there. I am shocked with you, Brian. No, hold on. The D plus, C minus, something like that. But but uh, here's the yeah. thing. The bottom line is as big a train. Listen, you get the beginning of the year where Ovechkin calls them out, says they got a heart the size of a raisin, and you got all these guys, the me, me, me guys. They get Babcock fired. They go on a tootsie roll against the week schedule with the coaching change. Well, their defense is a disaster. We've so said that all along. Riley's coming back, so okay. But uh, if you were going F, Cam, I mean, that would be if they if they hopelessly played themselves out of the playoffs. They're still in third. They're no they're no gut cinch to get in. I mean, Florida, you, you can trust them as far as you can throw them. They only have a three point lead for third place in the East. Um, the one thing I would say, I mean. You know, you're still 11 games over 500. I mean, for Christ's sake, they're not they're not the Central Red Army team. Uh, yes, underachieving, yes. But, I, you know, I mean, they're not out of it. So no, no, they're I don't not. know how you give them an F. No, I was just a little bit, uh, you know, I got fired up there. I'm just saying out of all the teams that we've graded so far in all the divisions, they get the worst grade for me, and I can't give them a C-. minus. It's a D. This is a team that should have been competing for the tops of the division. If you look at Vegas, you look at New Jersey, probably the third favorite to win the Stanley Cup at the start of the year. I don't care. Every team goes through injuries. They've been horrible. Uh, Babcock, I, I don't think he was the coach for them. I like Keith, but you know what? These guys, you said it, the heart of a raisin. That's what it, it feels like a lot of the time. Uh, they go on bad streaks. Uh, I'm looking for the heart. Horrible in their end defensively, the forwards on this team. They're not tough enough. 
But you know what? Yeah, you're, yes, you're right, Brian. They sit in third place, but they're 11 points behind Tampa Bay and 19 behind Boston. So, you know what? For a team that should have been competing for the title, they're not going to get an F. You're right. They're in a playoff spot right now, but they get a D for me, D for disappointment. They should be a hell of a lot better than they are. How's that sound? That was very good. Thank you. That, that was very good. Florida. These guys are another one. These guys. Well, it's still Florida. So, yeah. you know, I'd say C minus. I mean, you, you go, you get the goalie, and he's been he's been brutal, and they got tons of weaponry, and it's just it's such an inconsistent batch, but they're still breathing here. They and by the way, they're three points behind the Leafs with a game in hand, Correct. so at least they're playing meaningful games. You the the phrase would be meaningful games in March, I guess for Florida they're going to be playing meaningful games in July. You know, I, I, Here's I the don't. thing. You give, them a, you give them a C minus. I'm going to give them a C minus. I think the the Leafs are a little bit uh, worse, but these are the two kids in our class that have you know we we expected them. They were on scholarship and they very dis- they've disappointed us, and they're on the border of going to summer school. Let's put it let's put it in perspective. Wow. Every year, every year the Florida Panthers are these pussy cats. Oh yeah, we're the Florida Panthers. We're going to be great. Uh, look at all the players that we got. They go and get Bob. They do all these other things there, Brian. And you know what? Year after year after year, it's disappointment. I don't know what you do with this franchise. They have a lot of problems. And I'll tell you this, they have too much talent to be in the situation that they're in. So you know what? I, I'm, I'm not down with Florida. I, I, I'm going to have to give them a C- minus uh, on the schedule. And Brian, you look at the players that they have on that team. I know. They got studs on loaded. their team. Like, just loaded. Absolutely loaded. You go and get the goaltender, and still, you know what I mean? You give up to, to, like goals against 228. Bob didn't do do anything for you guys. You're three points behind the Leafs. C minus. I don't know what we're going to do with this franchise. Every single year, it's a problem, and it's getting worse. Uh, it's an experiment that hasn't worked out. Vegas has been great, but the NHL really has to think. There's so many other markets, like even a Cleveland, Seattle's coming in the league. Like, can we just lose the Florida Panthers? I hate to say it. Like, it's been a train wreck. Like, gone are the days of throwing the rats on the ice with John Van Beesbrook and Scott Mellenby. And, and, you know, I just don't know what to do. Every time they don't even have home ice advantage, every other team's fans take over the building and there's still nobody there. So I don't know what to do with Florida, Brian, but, you know, they, they get a C- minus from me. The Canadians, 31, 31, and 9. I'm giving them a solid B. I, think, I agree. I think I agree. they are what they uh, they are what we – no, I shouldn't say that. I, I, say they are what we thought they are. I, I think – I don't think they've underachieved. I think if you say they slightly have overachieved, they survived Marco Scandella for a month. Uh, that was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> 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 No, but they, you know what? They compete. Yeah. They do. Oh, the Montreal Canadiens, to me, almost get like a B. I almost want to give them a B plus. These guys have 71 points in 71 games. They lost Shea Weber, one of the best players. They lost their heart and soul. Gallagher, who's one of the most underrated players in the league, the, the modern-day Kenny Lensman, the rat, he's fantastic. He came back and they're winning. What do you want these guys to do? You're playing Carey Price into the ground, right, with the injuries that they've had? I'll tell you something, man. I, I, I think Montreal deserves a lot of credit for what they've done. And they've won games against good teams. They've been a nice dog for us, Brian. I'm with you. I think we got to give them uh, a, a solid a B, almost a B plus for, for Montreal hanging in there right now. Hell, they're only seven points behind Florida. 
And we know where the Sabres have been for God knows how long. They're a game below 500, but I got to tell you, pal, it's a D for me. They start 8 1 and 1, and it's, you know, Groundhog Day where in, in long stretches of the season, the Greyhound bus is running outside of every arena, and I, I don't get it. And the goaltending that you had the problem with Hutton, where if he was playing 500 hockey, they'd still be in the discussion. Uh, he, he vaporized, turned into Casper the Friendly Ghost. Olmark's a decent goaltender. Then he got hurt. That didn't help. Eichel was having a, you know, a, an MVP type season. He's he's vaporized. Uh, it, it's it's the same old tune, man. It's it's sickening. I mean, Jeff Skinner, seventy two million dollars. Skinner, yeah. He, hey, Skinner, he, what's he the could, deal? He could go, he could go on your patio with Lake Erie right outside you, and he couldn't get it in a lake. No, you're absolutely right. How many open nets? Wait a minute, you're not like Skinner misses more empty nets. Why didn't you correct me? It's Lake Ontario, right? Yeah, Lake Ontario. I don't care, Lake Erie. Lake. No, it's you know you're absolutely right, Brian. And I'll tell you, Skinner is a guy that misses more empty nets and like chances. You you watch these guys, and your boy Eichel, he bothers me. Actually, as a human being, like he's very, very cocky. And you 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 want to crack jokes about Matthews? Well, I'll talk about Eichel. He talks a big game. He's he's been a ghost the second half of the season. You're right. Look at Buffalo. These guys, you want to talk about, it's funny, Buffalo and Toronto, the heart of a raisin together, they can't even get a box. They're, they're both brutal. This team has 68 points. I got to give Hutton a little bit of credit. He actually played well for a few games there. They hang them out to dry of late, of late. I'm just saying of late. And for the talent that they still have on the team, it's very disappointing. You're right. Buffalo is a broken record year after year after year thinking, hey, you know, they got some young talent on their team. Maybe they could do something with it. Well, they don't. Um, I can't give the Leafs a better report card than Buffalo because I think they've been the disappointing team in the Atlantic, but Buffalo is the second most. They're hanging with Florida for me. Very, very disappointing. Buffalo always lets down their fans. Man, you know, the one thing, the the poor people in, in Western New York, uh, our world's been turned upside down here with the COVID-19 thing. Yep. And, and it's it's so unfortunate because – People had already. It's 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 on the calendar every year, uh, the the ping pong ball draft show, and and pe- they don't know when the ping pong ball draft show is going to be. And, and people in Buffalo wait for that. That's true, Brian. And uh, you know, the, obviously going to be around for another uh, solid pick, but we don't know what's going to happen. And you brought up a great point on the last show, uh, the conditional draft picks. Hockey's tough compared to the other the other points, uh, other sports like team sixty nine games played seventy one. You look at the point structure, how hard it is. You talk about it, teams before the trade deadline, all the things that they did. Very, very hard to organize all this stuff, and we don't know how the draft's going to go down. So. Bottom line is this, Buffalo, though, every single year. This is a year we thought they might be able to squeak into the playoffs. They're not even close. And it's a, it's a shame, Brian. I would have gave them a higher grade. But all the games they should have won against teams like Ottawa that we'll talk about and all the lesser lights of the world, the losers to Detroit, all those games came back and haunted the Sabres. They can't beat bad teams. It cost them. Maybe I am being too nice. But I will tell you this. As far as I'm concerned, I give the Ottawa Senators a B plus. They're I agree with you. I, 25, I, I, 34. You these guys? <laughs> I, the, they, they gutted the gutted the whole organization. Uh, you know, and, and it's a total reload, rebuild. You look at all the picks they're going to have coming. These guys in two, three years, they should be good for a long time to come. But I, what I just love about them is, is it's it's hard to say culture when you're talking Eugene Melnick. But I, I think the, these players show up every night i'm you know their goal differential they're minus 
52. Uh, there are not a lot of great things happening there other than you're working with kids. And it's all about what, what the funny thing is, Cam, I'm sitting there the other night and they showed uh, all these teams are doing it. They're doing it here in Vegas. So show, you know, best games in franchise history. I'm like, well, that game was like six months ago. <laughs> yeah, you know, but the Sabres, I was watching the other night. They showed game six, 1994, uh, Devils and uh, Sabres, game six. And I, I hate watching stuff. I know, you know what? I sat down. I, it was the coolest thing. A, one referee, Terry Gregson, elbows, tackling, el- clutching, grabbing, let it sticks, go. knives, let them play. No penalty. And four overtimes, one nothing. Hashik makes 70 staves. Brodeur was amazing. And it was so awesome, man. Like I, I honestly, I kind of like hockey better back then. But, I, but I'm, I'm watching that, and as I'm watching the game, and I'm going, "Wow, look at all the guys!" I mean, the Devils were loaded here, and all these names. Then the next night, they showed the last game at the Odd. Well, they only showed it because it was the last game at the Odd. It was the last game of the year. They were going to the new building. It was them against the Hartford Whalers, and they were both missing the playoffs, and they're fighting. And it, just, it but I'm watching, I'm watching, going, oh my god, these guys. Like, but you looked at them; they were missing the playoffs. But it was Michael Pecka was a baby. It, it, I'm, I'm watching some of the guys who were on this team, and, and I'm going, wait a minute. Three years later, that team, albeit with hashing, that team went to the Cup Finals in three years because you're watching. They're like I was watching the Ottawa Senators of now. Like, wait a minute, there, there were young guys there, and it was, it was them, after having torn it down, it was the back end of LaFontaine's career, but it was the kids la, that la, were... La, 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 Fontaine! Yeah, but it was the kids that were going to be the core of a team that in three years went to the final. So, I, I think Ottawa's going to be good. I really do, in a couple oh, of years. Oh, I do, years. too. They got Thomas Shabbat. As long as Melnick doesn't screw this thing up, Ottawa's going to be fine, Brian. They, got, they have young talent. What, what, the thing about the Ottawa Senators is this. 36 points behind Buffalo. They were supposed to be the worst team in the league. And uh, what are they? About 23 points up on Detroit. So let's give Ottawa a little bit of credit. This team was left for dead. And they've played teams very tough. The losses that they have, like how many times have we watched Ottawa losing 5-4 to to Tampa Bay in a shootout or overtime? Like they battled against the best teams in the league. And I'm with you. As what I said about Shabbat, he's one of the best players in the league, period. If you've never seen an Ottawa Senators game, watch this guy. And the draft picks that they're going to have for the next couple of years, you're right, Brian. If these guys can't don't get in their own way and management knows what they're doing, in two to three years, uh, the Ottawa Senators are actually going to be a team you don't want to deal with if they don't screw this thing up. So I think there's uh, nothing but upside with this team. They need a, they need a downtown arena, though. Um, the Canadian Tire Center out in Canada, it's a joke. You can't get in, you can't get out. It's one of the worst spots in the league, actually. I'd love them to get a new arena eventually, but who knows what's going to happen. But I do like the young talent on this team. I will say this to you, buddy. Two and a half months ago, uh, doing this with you, I looked at it and said, my God, I, Detroit ain't going to get the 50 points. The, I mean, there's there's bad. There's tanking bad. These guys are historically bad. F. Uh, come on, it's like Dylan Larkin and Bernier against the world. I, yeah. I, I get it. I get a rebuild. This is an atrocity. I mean, it, it's hard. It's, they, get it's, a D mi- they get a D minus for me. I'm not going to give them an F because we knew they were bad. But the thing is this, this I don't know bad? how they beat Boston on a Saturday afternoon. No, it's, 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 it's brutal. Like it's, it's to a point of 
I can't believe how bad D- Detroit is, but it's weird. Once in a while, like they'll show up. You said it though, like to have 39 points in the National Hockey League where every team gets a point is nuts. They're minus 122 goal de- differential in comparison to 52 with Ottawa. That's that's insane. Like these guys won five damn games, Brian. They're five twenty-six and three on the road. Like I, I, I but they've even- actually gotten good goaltending. They have. Bernier Bernie played, played well. For two months. Bernie's been terrific. Yeah, I, I feel bad. Jimmy Howard's done. Like he, he seems like a guy, nice guy and all. But uh, it's it's. I think his NHL days, they're over. Detroit. Yeah, they they actually have a couple players on their team, buddy, but. Yeah, it's a bad situation all in all. For for you to have 39 points at this stage is atrocious. You're right. The Detroit Red Wings, it's been sad, 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 Brian. I'm going to give them a D minus, not an F, because uh, I knew they were bad. But, yeah, you're right. This is historically poor. All right. And well, let's, we'll keep it short, shorter today. Let's wrap it up with this. And I, gotta, I posed this question uh, yesterday on my radio show. And I'm curious, buddy. At the end of the day, and we'll see how, what format they use, how how it all pans out. Let us hope against hope, right? That this ends, and we've got a Stanley Cup playoffs and the whole. But at the end of the day, does whoever wins this thing it, is is it an asterisk? No, uh, I, 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 you can't do it that way because it's still going to be one of the hard, hardest trophies to win. But we well, don't we, know. We this, don't know Brian. yet. We don't. Yeah, know that's yet. the thing. We, yeah, we don't know. But I'm going to say this: the longer the thing goes on, we're going to have to change the format of the playoffs. The NBA is definitely going to have to do it. I don't know if we're going to do a best. Uh, you know, what do we do? A best three. Uh, we we might have to go to that, like a best three out of five instead of a four out of seven, at least for the for the first couple rounds. I don't know what we do, Brian, but we're going to have to save time and days, right? It's not going to be easy, and I have no problem with that as long as, as we play the games. But I, I don't want to put an asterisk beside it, but, yeah, I, I really don't know. I think we're going to have to wait wait and see, but things are going to change. I don't – hockey's one of those sports. I know they play more than the NBA, and they, they like, but on a back-to-back, these guys are going to have to play, Brian. You, you know, you're going to look at the situation and go, wow, like, it is a long, hard playoff. We see how long the playoffs take. they got to change the format. They have to. It, or you, you, you're not going to have as many days in between. You might have to shorten the series. What would you do? That's what I would do. Early on, you got to have a best three out of five. You can't have the first team to win four. You can't have a seven-game series. It's going to take too long. Well, it becomes mission critical to uh, you know from the time perspective. Honestly, again, if if you if the players buy in, and it's costing them money too, so you know they want to get paid. I mean, you know, if you did hunker them all down in the same locale, I think it gives you the opportunity, uh, you know, to condense the schedule in, in from a time perspective. That's true. Get it in. Uh, so there's that. You know, the one other thing I would just say, you think of all the problems, and now the, the self-quarantine thing, right, I guess they moved it back to Monday, April 6th, before then they wanted, you know, at the very least, 15-day, they said, mini, mini training camp kind of thing. The, the, the thing I'm thinking about, is with all these guys that have been self-quarantining. Here, I'll be specific to Vegas. Two huge injuries. Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty. Huge. Week week to week. All right, take that around 31 teams. That, you know, these guys, when they're hurt, they're used to the training staff, the medical staff, the ice tub, the the massages, uh, the rehab and the exercise, and all the things they do to put them back together you know, do the Humpty Dumpty thing, 
The problem, these guys that are hurt all around the league, you know, and a player, the athletes are tough as nails. If it's not supervised, you got to be careful. These guys don't get hurt more. Yeah, actually don't hurt themselves, you know, trying to rehab themselves. And I, I would think the teams are finding ways around that, but I, I think it's something to consider. Yeah, it's something to consider, but these guys too, Brian, you know, at home and the money they make, they probably have, you know, uh, equipment at home. You could probably get like one of those tubs. Like I got to believe that they understand and learned in the past from the trainers how to do it. Um, you don't want to overexert yourself though. No, I, I'm with you, but I, I got to believe they, they have it under control, but I see your point. I could totally see your point there. You don't want to overexert something. And if you make it worse, uh, that's an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Vegas, they got a good thing going now, but without uh, Stone and Pacioretty, uh, that, that changes everything. Yeah, no, I'm talking about those guys, but uh, other teams have guys. That are, I mean, you know, like there's a, a point of reference. Um, you're relatively healthy, but you pulled a groin over the weekend, walk into the fridge. <laughs> I can barely get down the stairs, Brian. <laughs> going to the mailbox takes it out of me. Like, I, I, I'm in horrible shape right now. I think so I'm the only guy, though, in quarantine that's lost weight during this thing. I'm like... I've been quarantined for a year and a half, staying at home, buddy. So I don't know what's going on, but uh, yeah. yeah. No, so you've been occupied all this, all this free time. You've been uh, doing a home project, putting ramps in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I need the air acorn stair lift, and I'm only forty five. It's great. It's, it, those things are great as long as you're going I, downhill. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see too. I'm like, see some big lard ass like me sits in the thing. <laughs> Like snaps it and breaks the motor, and I go tumbling down the stairs. Like I don't know how much weight it holds in the old carriage, there, Brian. There we go. <laughs> there you have it. We uh, we yeah, carved we, we carved apart the <laughs> the Atlantic. Um, we go Western Conference uh, when we convene for the weekend version of this. Uh, which one you want to do? I I I think. Why don't we uh, have at the central? Yeah, yeah. We'll go central then Pacific. We'll leave uh, your backyard till the end, Brian. We'll go do a little carving of the. Actually, the Central, a lot of teams get pretty good report cards, I would think, and that's a pretty fair we're, – we're, we're going to be yeah. very nice for the oh, and, and honestly, I, I mean, the Pacific, uh, when we get to it, and let's, we'll save, save this, but when we get to it, you know, for long stretches in the first third of the year, going, oh, it's the worst division in hockey by a mile. But there's some great stories in the Pacific, uh, and, and honestly, uh, the great stories are your neck of the woods north of the border. Yeah, it has been, and uh, there's some crazy stuff going on right now. Yeah, you got to hand it to the, these Alberta teams, Brian, uh, doing pretty good, and uh, Vancouver too. But we'll get into it uh, definitely on Friday and Monday show, man, down the stretch. But uh, some good report cards in the Pacific, I think. All right, Sparky, love you, bud. Hang in there. Love you too, buddy. You hang in there. You stay. Uh, I hope things are safe there too. We got uh, officially we're all, all non-essential places are uh, uh, close. I was going to go get a haircut. So producer Michael like that, I guess I got to keep it growing for another two or three weeks, but, uh, it's funny. They, they deemed the liquor store, uh, an essential service. So it's open. It's going to take me at least three months, but I'm, 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 you know, giving, giving the, it a shot. I'm giving the mullet, I'm giving the mullet a run. <laughs> <laughs> let it, let it grow, Brian. Let it grow, buddy. Hey, folks, this is Brian Blessing. Hope you're enjoying the Hockey Betting Podcast. We have a couple chuckles. Try to get you a lot of winners. Hey, we hope you like what you're hearing. And if you do, hit the subscribe button. Give us a review. Give us a rating. Most importantly, enjoy the hockey and keep coming back to the Hockey Betting Podcast. The handicapping and sports odds information contained on this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. 
Please confirm the wagering regulations in your jurisdiction as they vary from state to state, province to province, and country to country. Using this information to contravene any law or statute is prohibited. The podcast is not associated with, nor is it endorsed by any professional or collegiate league, association, or team. This podcast does not target and is not intended for an audience under the age of 18. If you think that you have a gambling addiction, stop this podcast now and please seek help. Gambling and betting on sports is a form of entertainment and should be about having a good time. But when done excessively, it may negatively affect other areas of a person's life, such as their physical and mental health, school or work performance, finances, and or interpersonal relationships. At BetChrisCanada.net and the Hockey Betting Podcast, we're concerned about the addiction that gambling may cause. And for this reason, we encourage everyone to practice responsible gambling, an approach to gambling that helps you ensure that it remains an enjoyable activity. Here are the main principles of responsible gambling. Don't think of gambling as a way to make money. Always gamble with money that you can afford to lose. Set limits and stick to them. Never chase losses. Don't gamble when you're depressed or upset and create a healthy balance. Always be aware of how much time you spend gambling or thinking about gambling. And do not allow gambling to cause you to miss out on time with family and friends or time spent on other activities you enjoy. By following these guidelines, gambling can be a good time and great entertainment. If you feel at any time that your gambling is taking away from important areas of your life, is causing you stress or depression, or is leading to financial losses that are beyond your control, please reach out for help. Learn more at ResponsibleGambling.org.